0: Good afternoon and welcome to Newsbreak Talk. I'm Genevieve Lanka filling in for Taresh Hari Pashad. It's great to be in your company. Now before we get into our discussion this afternoon all eyes are on Irene outside Pretoria where the ANC National Executive Committee meeting is currently underway. Late last night a motion of no confidence in President Jacob Zuma as ANC leader was raised. However at that stage the chairperson refused to allow it saying that it was not on the agenda. However according to our reporters the issue could be raised again today as it is the last day and we are going to continue to keep you informed about these developments a full overview will be broadcast tomorrow morning six to seven on newsbreak with salma patel we also will be bringing you live analysis also this week marks child protection week as numerous stories of child abuse and murder arises advocacy groups are calling for harsher sentences for those found guilty they're also calling for more awareness and interventions from all stakeholders to ensure that children are protected now this comes as the campaign against women abuse gains momentum we will of course also continue to keep you updated about this
1: music beat drum beat heartbeat it's the beat of a nation the beat of your soul but it doesn't involve beating a woman I'm Salma Patel executive producer of Newsbreak on Lotus FM if we respect each other we can beat gender violence stop the pain, stop the hurt stop the murder say no to gender violence
0: On to our discussion for today. This month marks Africa Month. It began with observing of Africa Day, which was on the 25th of May. Now, Africa Day is the annual commemoration of the foundation or the formation of the Organization of African Unity, now known as the African Union in 1963. It is celebrated in various countries on the African continent as well as around the world. Now, this month is set aside to honor everything that is African from our diverse cultures to cuisine and multiple talents. The theme this year is the year of OR Tambo, building a better Africa and a better world. Now this afternoon we ask, what does being African mean to you? And you can give your views of voice this afternoon by calling me on 089-310-8789.
1: The views and opinions expressed on Newsbreak Talk do not represent those of SABC News or Lotus FM.
0: For joining me in studio to discuss this further is a voice, of course, that we are all familiar with, social anthropologist with the Department of Arts and Culture, Dr. Raj Govinda. Very good afternoon. Thank you for your time.
2: Good afternoon, Genevieve, and good afternoon to the listeners.
0: Also in studio is a young man. He's 17 years old, actually 16. I believe he'll be 17 in a month's time. His name is Byron Govender. He's in grade 11 currently. He's just uh, competed in the SA Swimming Nationals, where he qualified to represent South Africa in any and all national events. And he's here to talk about what being, what being African means to him. So good afternoon, Byron. Thank you for joining us.
3: Thank you, Mrs. Governor. I appreciate being here.
0: Well, on this show I am Miss Lanka, so thank you very much though. Um so we're going to be hearing a little bit more from you as well about what being African means to you. And we did receive a few voice notes as well. And remember you can continue to send us your thoughts via the WhatsApp line. It's O six five one eight seven five nine. A wonderful message coming through from Kiru, speaking about what being African means to him. Let's take a listen to what Kiru has to say. My
4: roots are here, deep in African soil. It's a story I tell, tell to myself, tell to my children, tell to theirs. It's a question I am asked, asked sometimes, asked often. A question I don't mind, that I can answer with my chest filled with pride. My roots are here, deep in African soil. Does a leopard have to confirm its spots? I don't know any leopards to ask, but ask me and I will tell you. I am an African, my roots are here, deep in African soil. A question I don't mind, that I can answer with my chest filled with pride. Don't tell me I am an Indian. Yours is no right to give an answer or a tag or a label to assume or to Haunt. I am because of Phyllis Naidu, of Archie Goumeda, of Albertina Sisulu, of Nelson Lashla Mandela. I am because of Helen Joseph, of Dorothy Nyembe, of Billy Nyer, of MP Naika. I am because of Joe Slovo, of Gatija Christopher, of Walter Sisulu, of Norm Zamo Winifred Mandela. I am because of Dulcie September, of Oa Tambo, of Monty Naika, of Ahmed Katrada. I am of many more and their uncompromising non-racialism. Lest you think that there was only one GPS to South African freedom, I am also because of Steve Biko, of Sunny Venkatraten, of Robert Mangaliso Sobukwe. My roots are here deep in African soil. I am of many more and their uncompromising non-racialism. We proudly proclaim 23 years of freedom. We are because of them. My roots are here deep in African soil. I am an African, not because I was born in Africa. I am an African because Africa was born in me. My booyah, ye Africa.
0: That's a beautiful message coming through from Kirunaidu via our WhatsApp line. We have a few more messages as well that we're going to be listening to from Dasha Naidu as well as Saber Ahmed Jaspai. But remember, you too can give your views a voice this afternoon. We are discussing what does being African mean to you. You can call me at 089-310-8789. News
1: Break. Lotus FM.
0: Powered by SABC News. Ten minutes past one, let's begin our discussion this afternoon with Dr. Raj Gavinder. Firstly, Africa Month. What exactly is Africa Month about?
2: Africa Month is to commemorate the establishment of Africa after most of the countries in Africa gained independence. In 1963, in Addis Ababa in Ethiopia, the Organization of African Unity was born, which is now known as African unity right africa unity Uh, sorry the africa union so basically the whole purpose of this africa month the may has been dedicated to ensure that people have a perspective of what africa is all about as a continent and what it is to mean as being an african belonging to this continent it gives us an opportunity to remember who we are our roots our foundations etc so that we can work together as a united uh, continent because basically you find that africa is made up of a whole lot of countries every one of them are unique in various respects and this month is celebrated to emphasize the importance of being African.
0: It's quite interesting you know highlighting Africa month and uh, the gains that Africa has made because there are many who believe that we haven't made many gains and that we still have uh, fundamental problems perhaps that we still need to look into. How do you respond to that especially in light of uh, for example the wars and civil wars that we still have within Africa?
2: One of the serious problems that we are confronted with is people still believe that we have been colonized and we need to get rid of all identities of colonization. Now, that is a serious problem because we need to take advantage of the gains that were achieved during colonization, the infrastructure, the buildings, etc. And we need to move forward from there. So the whole idea is to decolonize the mind. Because once our mind is decolonized, then we will be able to be more free to promote our identity as Africans.
0: I'm glad you use that term identity because that's what it often boils down to, finding your identity. And if you look at Africa and the fact that it is so diverse how do you find a singular identity in what is so entirely many
2: you see uh, as I mentioned Africa is made up of a whole lot of countries every one of them are unique they have their own languages they have their own costume cuisine and it's a whole lot of other uh, yardsticks which they can uh, develop We, as belonging to this continent, need to be first and foremost patriotic towards our country, South Africa, and then towards our continent. Mm -hmm. Uh, As an Indian community, we have a serious identity problem, right? Uh, We have an identity crisis because many of us are firmly rooted as being South African and African. But we still uh, end on the fact that we are Indian. And that is so incorrect because we are... South Africans of Indian origin our roots
0: break that down a bit what exactly does that mean for a person of Indian origin because you know you have an identity that is linked to India you have an identity that is of course within South Africa and then the broader identity that is within the continent how do you make sense of it how would you explain it to somebody
2: we need to acknowledge the fact that we are of Indian origin. Mm -hmm. Our forefathers left the shores of India to come here in 1860, over 158 years ago. So basically we have that roots, but since then we have been firmly established into the South African Mm -hmm. roots and the continent of Africa. So we need to be first and foremost, Patriotic To our country and continent, and then also be patriotic to our ancestral roots in India. And, and if of we learn, we
0: can do that, we can acknowledge the ancestral roots and celebrate being South African and not lose any part of that identity.
2: Yes, because if we put ourselves into a compartment or into a silo, mm-hmm. we will suffocate. We need to break those silos and embrace our fellow South Africans and our fellow Africans in a continent so that we can all rejoice as being african
0: well let's just bring in this young man byron governor into this conversation now uh, because you're a young south african who you know of of indian origin you are a born free so what does being african mean to you
3: well mrs lanka um being part of a generation who has not seen the struggles during the apartheid era and has seen the oppression of colonialism, not firsthand, but through history books and lessons. For me, being as an African is being an ambassador, because if you look at it like this, the whole, the rest of the world out there thinks of Africa as a backwater country, where you got wild game running through your backyard. And as the youth, it's our job to actually take that and actually correct people from the other parts of the world and tell them no. South Africa, or Africa in general, is actually moving forward and taking steps to develop it.
0: How do you find your identity as a South African and as an African youth? Uh, For you, what exactly do you believe you are? How would you explain it?
3: Well, to explain it, being an African youth and trying to identify myself, I do accept the fact that I am of Indian origin and being an African, but at the same time, I was born in Africa, that doesn't necessarily make me African. I believe that being African is a lifestyle, which means that you accept the fact that you are born here with all the problems it faces, as well as all the good it has. And for me, identifying myself as an African is what I think overrides my Indian origin
0: an interesting perspective coming through from you. Uh, let's just listen to a voice note before we go to our callers. and You can give us a call right now. Talisha is standing by to take your calls. Uh, Rachel Vardy is also standing by for your WhatsApp messages together with Salma Patel, our executive producer. So, before we go to the lines, Darshan uh, Naidu had sent us this particular note about what being African means to him.
5: Being African is something that I can be proud of. Africa is not a massive jungle, as most of the overseas countries sees it to be. It is a stunning continent that is full with acres of culture and diversity. Africa is known to be the mother continent and is a home for all her children, ranging all the way from the Egyptians to us Indians here in South Africa. And the best part about holding the title of being African is the fact that we are not defined by color, rather that we share a place of origin, and that is what I am most proud of.
0: Well, that message coming through via our WhatsApp line from Darshan Naidu. On the line now, Mrs. Gavinder, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Uh, good afternoon to you and the team. Um, it's a lovely topic
6: for a day like this. Yes. Um, what it is to be an African, but first of all, what is this to be a human being alive wherever you are on which part of the world on this Mother Earth? We've got to acknowledge the fact. You are a human being, and you haven't or I haven't chosen where to be born, what color, and what region. So I don't see that at that point that anybody should discriminate against anyone on this earth because we didn't choose to be born. I could have been born in India or Ethiopia or maybe somewhere in Alaska. So who has decided that? The creator himself. So who are we uh, insulting? We're insulting God by insulting another human, by picking out his color, his race, where he comes from, what kind of a work he does. Okay, that you have chosen through your education and your ability and what have you. But I am saying no matter what,
0: who, or where you are, don't ever discriminate anyone on. So you're saying, it's, it's, apart it's, from just being African or any other nationality for that for for that matter, we should rather embrace being human being. But do you think that we should that we should also celebrate where we come from, look at the continent itself, and the great gains made in the continent? Yes. Look, well, whichever. Look, I'm an
6: Indian. For me to acknowledge that I'm an Indian, I've got to respect my culture, my religion, my spirituality, my upbringing, and and uh, and look to my roots. At this, in the same breath, I've got to respect you uh, according to your culture, religion, and uh, I, I've got no reason to, to even discriminate at that level because I haven't studied where you come from, what your roots are, what your upbringing. By embracing and listening and learning, you eventually find basically all our teachings and rituals are all connected some way or the other. The very really fascinating thing was I, I did a little bit of study of the eleven languages. And the Zulu uh, culture and the Indian culture in regards to birth, death, and rituals are so closely related. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. when I am traveling, I have such interesting conversations with the passengers next to me.
0: And well, you know, it's interesting job. that you would raise that, Mrs. Governor because uh, Dr. Raj Gavinder here had done a study to that effect as well, uh, looking at the links between the Zulu culture and the Indian culture as well. But thank you so much for your call. I'm going to leave it there with you, and we will bring in Dr. Governor in a moment to explain that further. But let's speak to Naren Ganesh now, who's called us. Naren, good afternoon.
7: Hi, Genevieve. <clears throat> You know, there was a point when I struggled with this concept of identity, whether I'm South African Indian or Indian South African. But we must remember something that countries have been, or boundaries have been created for countries. For example, an American is not going to, uh, they have a predominantly Irish origin. They're not going to say, I'm American of Irish origin. Wouldn't it be nice if we simply look at the concept of being a citizen of the world? Because We don't have an Indian humanity or a South African humanity or Australian humanity. We have humanity as common. You know, in the
0: same vein, while you explain that, if you look at the African-American, for example, you know, as much as they uh, are patriotic first to the United States, they still acknowledge the fact that they are of African origin.
7: No, I agree with that. But that's an obsession that has become an obsession that creates division. Why doesn't? the African-American simply refer to himself as an American. But just on that point, for example, if a South African and we have many uh, people who have emigrated to Australia and New Zealand, what happens after 10 years they become an Australian or a New Zealand citizen? Do they describe themselves as a New Zealander formerly of South Africa of Indian origin? You know, if you, and, and in the world at this point in time, migration is a very common issue. People are moving on the move all the time. So, By creating identities, we create differences. And by creating differences, we create animosity. And there is this very deep-rooted obsession with people that if we do not identify ourselves with where we came from, we might probably lose our culture or tradition and stuff like that might be true to an extent, but the reality is we are all citizens of the world. We are all part of a common humanity, not of an African or an Australian or a British humanity. And, and that's, therein lies a big problem when we talk of the Indian community in South Africa. Mm-hmm. We know and acknowledge where we came from, but do we obsess with the fact that if we do not refer back to our origins, that we will lose our identity? I do not think so, because the more we live in the world, the more we become a common humanity and that is what the goal of every human being should be so the previous college correct so you're
0: saying that we, we need to you know we need to let go of the singular identity and rather grasp onto this uh, common identity but in doing so do we not all become uh, or lose ourselves in that in that we can have our identities and have our individualism but still be part of the corporate unit, unity in diversity
7: But that's the greatness of of being in a democracy. You can be different, but at the same time, you can be the same. But the more we obsess about our differences, the more we create these barriers that prevent us from being the same. And that Mm -hmm. is the aspect that we need to investigate or look further into. Because if we are citizens of the world, which we all are, then we can acknowledge where we came from. But let us not become so obsessed to the point that we can create so much of difference and hate as a result.
0: Well, thank you very much for your call. I'm going to leave it there with you. Let's just bring in Dr. Raj Gavinder immediately on this point because, you know, I, I've heard Mrs. Gavinder as well, you know, speaking about being human first and finding your identity in humanity. Uh, and Naren Ganesh, again, talking about that need to see ourselves as being the world as opposed to individual groups in order to not have, you know, the divisions that we see in our sectors and in our communities today. What, your thoughts on this?
5: Yes, I do agree
2: with Mr. Governor, we are all belonging to the human race. <laughs> we have a global identity. But it would be foolish not to believe that we have our roots somewhere, right? And our roots in this case, in my case, your case, and all, most of the listeners, their roots are firmly embedded in South Africa, in the continent of Africa. So we need to be proudly African and then acknowledge our global identity. Because if we do not do that, then we'll be losing a very, very big part of us. Now, recently, and I think on my way here, I heard you saying that uh, Africa was uh, referred to as the dark continent. Mm -hmm. Right? Last year, I was in New York to do a postdoctoral fellowship researching. And my topic was from a dark to an enlightened continent, uh, doing a study of all the academics in in africa and how much of contribution they can make because you know why we have the resources in this continent in abundance we have the intellectual resources in abundance now we need to find africa solutions for africa problems and we All of us jointly can work together to eliminate the misconception that Africa is a very backward continent and a dark continent. Mm. So that that is why if we do not have this patriotism towards South Africa and Africa, then we, then we won't be, be able we to work.
0: bundled in this yes. whole and then lose the solutions for ourselves. For Africa, because, yeah. Because, you know, in saying that, the point that Narendra Ganesh made right at the end, you know, and if we look at the xenophobia that was experienced in this country, it still seems to be, you know, quite a contentious point in South Africa when we talk about xenophobia. You know, obviously we need to address those issues where we see ourselves as just being ourselves and not wanting to be inclusive of others. So, of course, then the broader aspect of being human first and being part of the global. It is yes. important. In
2: fact in fact mm-hmm. uh, the issue of xenophobia is a very, very serious issue because in the last few years you find there's been lots of sporadic incidences where people have been destroying shops and mm-hmm. lives of people from another con- uh, sorry from another country in Africa now that is very very serious because we need to all embrace each other as Africans and try to find common ground so that we can accommodate everybody in this continent.
0: But in having an identity does not ne- necessarily mean that you have to be exclusive.
2: Yes, no you don't need to be exclusive and that is why this whole concept of Africa Month and Africa Day has been born so that we can break those silos and embrace each other so that we can work jointly to ensure that Africa is taken to another level.
0: Well, we are approaching half past one now. Good afternoon. If you just tuned in, you're listening to Newsbreak Talk with me, I'm standing in for Tadej Hari Prashad. And we are discussing African Month and what being African means to you. Joining me in studio is social anthropologist with the Department of Arts and Culture. That's Dr. Raj Govinder as well as 16-year-old Byron Govinder who's sharing his experiences with us as a young South African and what it means for youth uh, when they discuss the issue of identity and being African. We're going to go back to Byron in just a second to hear some of his thoughts. I also have some messages coming through from our WhatsApp line. Um, we've got one that's come from Adim Arjun Singh that I'm going to be sharing with you, as well as a message from Saber Ahmed Jazbai. So lots coming on the program. Stay tuned as we do take this conversation further.
1: Music. Beat. Drum beat, Heartbeat. It's the beat of a nation, the beat of your soul. But it doesn't involve beating a woman. I'm Salma Patel, executive producer of Newsbreak on Lotus FM. If we respect each other, we can beat gender violence. Stop the pain. Stop the hurt. Stop the murder. Say no to gender violence.
0: Well, you are listening to Newsbreak Talk with me, Genevieve Lanka. And, uh, of course, it is Child Protection Week this week, and we're going to be bringing you interviews as well concerning Child Protection Week analysis uh, from various experts. Uh, tomorrow morning, 6 to 7, Summer Patel will be here in studio as well as with the team, that is Hussein Ibrahim and Talisha Naidu. But we are discussing Africa Month today and what it means to be African. So, Byron Govinder, uh, you know, listening to the various comments that have come through and, you know, Dr. Raj Gavanda explain uh, some of and unpack some of the sentiment, but for you, when you're swimming in a national champs, or when you're competing or when you're in school, even what is the conversation like, especially when we're discussing Africa, xenophobia, racism, even.
3: Well, Mrs. Lanka, in the sporting field, there's not much racism being involved, but in school it's completely separate in school we have boys like I go to a formerly all-white school as it was in the apartheid era and the form there's no racism involved at all um, in harmful manners there are the occasional comments that can be taken as in jest and that doesn't really concern us anymore because as in our generation the youth we are not born in, in, in a time where um, racism meant anything to us to us we're all just people you got a different colored skin it's because you're born that way and facing the xenophobia effects that we were li- that I listened to earlier when I remember every morning or so um, because the school I go to we see the town just down the road and when we look over the town we could see the fires that were happening we could see the ma- the mass protests that were happening for xenophobia and the demonstrations and the main consensus in the entire school was that why We didn't understand why and being in a school where there are people from other countries and there are people that who are working there and are being students in there that are from other countries, it really did scare them and it made us feel bad for them because watching them fear for something that they have no control over is not how we're supposed to live. We're supposed to live accepting one another and enjoying being together.
0: Do you think that youth are, you know, from what you're saying, youth are beginning to embrace a broader identity a lot more easily than what their parents would have before them?
3: Uh, Yes, I believe so. Um, From my parents, when I listen to my parents speak or when I listen to other people speak that are born from that era, they come from experience from racial segregation and they come from points they can actually remember the days when they see these problems for people from my generation from the youth we only hear it second hand and so it doesn't affect us as greatly and so when it comes to a broader version of identity i believe we have a very easy uh, time accepting it
0: but at the same time you know if we have to listen to what some of the comments were byron you know people are saying uh, we we don't need to have the individual context of our identity. We need to look at ourselves as being part of the human race, being part of the world. Do you think it's important for you to still have that individual identity, to know that you came, come from uh, Indian, uh, you are of Indian origin, that your uh, forebears did come from India, that you are South African, that you are African? Are those individual identities important to you as a young man?
3: Yes, I believe so. Um Because the African continent, or in this case, Africa, we got a very diverse amount of cultures in this country. And that makes us what we are. That makes us the African continent. That makes us the African people. And so to be able to know where you come from and understand where you come from and all the cultures that came with it, it's very important because it allows you as a person to understand your roots. And that brings more to the African continent.
0: Well, thank you for sharing that Byron and uh, we are still taking your call 89 is the number to dial if you would like to give your views a voice we did get a message coming through from Adim Arjun Singh, he says being African to me is being a patriotic citizen of the so called dark, dark continent where the shackles of colonialism and apartheid was destroyed by majority rule South Africa was the last country to gain freedom which produced outstanding leaders across the race Racial divide, both here and the continent. Smile and shine, Africa. And of course, you can call us right now. 089-310-8789 Here's what Saber Ahmed Jazbai had to say. He sent us his voice note.
5: In honor of Africa Month, in recognizing the memory of a continent deflowered by colonialism and historically still being abused by comprador neo garbed in a mantle of former liberation fighters. Africa holds 80% of the world's mineral wealth, but it is still poor. Why? I am an African since I became kicking and screaming into the world 65 years ago. The teachings of Kwame Nkrumah, Ali Mazrui, Julius Nerere, Albert John Lutuli, Nelson Mandela have fused into my own. I honor the memory of Steve Biko, Robert Sobuque, A.B. Kumar, Anton Lemberde, Samora Marshall, Oliver Reginald Tambo, Chris Ani, and a Pantheon of Revolutionary Visionaries who seeded the country with their respective philosophies. and I have the sphere of Africa this destiny firmly in my hands. I am an African, as was Yusuf Dadu, who forsook a god he perceived was impervious to the penalty of evil as apartheid. I was in awe of Miwa Ramgoban, Monty Naika, and George Sopasad. I held sacred the rentless uncompromising warnings of Fatimani Smile Mir. Like the Indian minor bird, I am indigenous to this country, as my ancestors were fraudulently introduced to this part of Africa, and a continent that sheltered, nurtured, and empowered me. Importantly became the only home I know and I am comfortable to live in. I am an African in perpetuity, but no one can dispute that.
0: Well, a wonderful message there, coming from Saber Ahmed Jazbai via WhatsApp. He sent us his voice note, speaking about what being African means to him. May,
1: May, May May is Africa Month on
0: Lotus FM. Well, let's take the conversation further. We are speaking to Dr. Raj Gavender from the Department of Arts and Culture, and we've been speaking a lot about identity. Uh, in context of Africa Month. But in speaking about identity, you mentioned previously as well about the academics that we have on the continent, the research that you had done, uh, and the solutions that could possibly come from Africa as well. A number of issues that, you know, come to mind when we speak about Africa and the problems that Africa faces. Why are we not seeing those solutions come through from Africans? We often find uh, uh, Africa looking to the West or to Europe for those answers.
2: In fact, you know, you've posed a very important uh, aspect towards the discussion. I, th- I think some of the listeners need to know that Africa and more specifically South Africa have been the area where lots of cool inventions have been created. For example, the CT scan. Mm-hmm. The CT scan, which is used in medicine, is so important. It was developed by a Cape Town uh, physicist, Alan Cormack, and that is South African. Then we go on to to see, uh, for example, oil from coal. South Africa, Africa is full of coal, and oil has been developed from coal, cecil, etc. And then the creepy crawly that we use in our pools were developed here in South Africa. Likewise, mathematics in science, in architecture, arts, all it had its roots here in Africa. So therefore, my research. That I've done last year at New York clearly demonstrated that we have the intellectual resources in Africa to contribute towards the development of Africa's problems. Why do we need to look at Europe or the United States and other countries mm-hmm. to uh remedy some of our problems here when we do have the intellectual resources
0: Is it because of the way we perceive ourselves you know because of our various accents the way that we dress you know some of the more superficial aspects we immediately would gravitate towards accents that seem more intelligent and look at others as being better than what we are
2: in fact we've always been uh growing up in that environment when i was small that what a white man says is very, very important. What a black man says is, has no meaning whatsoever. But if you look at the intellectual capacity of our black brothers and sisters in this country, it is so rich and diverse. And, 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 and that Eurocentric, uh, you know, that uh, ability to, to, to make a decision based on who is saying it is very, very. What irks me, what makes me very cross, every time I travel in different parts of the world, Turkey, Singapore, and so on. The first thing they look, oh, you're from Sri Lanka or from India and well, it, I
0: get that quite often it irritates me
2: when I'm telling them I'm from Africa they mm-hmm. cannot believe it because how I look externally, uh, uh, externally yes. gives them an impression that I'm an Indian or Sri Lankan and and you know they cannot believe that you're from Africa because they perceive Africa to be black people with different types of hair and so on and are very backward And it, and suddenly if you say you are from Africa the attitude towards you changes because you know what they're speaking to somebody from a low uh, continent, you know, a backward continent. So that is what Earth, Yet we demonstrate and we can prove to the world that Africa can be right on top there in terms of development in various aspects of life. Well, it-
0: it's about awareness as well, because I mean, a lot of people don't know about the CT scan, for example, or some of the other fantastic inventions that were made by Africans. You know, so do you think we need to start blowing our own trumpet? We people? must.
2: We must. The first heart transplant—a transplant—was done here yeah. by Doctor Chris, a uh, Professor Chris Barnard, in Cape Town. Mm-hmm. So, so there, there's so many examples it. So, what I think we need to do, we need to make the world. Uh, aware of what has been done in terms of invention and so on and what is because our country the reason why africa is seen by the western powers as an important resource because we have minerals that are so rich here in this continent that you know it's unsurpassed and therefore we need to like you saying blow, blow our trumpet and make sure that the rest of the world know who we are
0: Well, let's just go to the lines now. We have Sinesh, who's called us. Sinesh, thank you for calling us. Good afternoon.
8: Uh, Good afternoon, uh, Genevieve, and the panel there. The gentleman that was talking just now, he made a comment about um, uh, why should we compare ourselves to Europe or the States or Turkey or wherever, wherever, and yet Africa has the resources and the capabilities to move forward. And, you know, a lot of the examples he's giving, is it relates to very much theory, like reading out of a book, but we need to get to reality. Because um, on this show specifically, eight years ago, when I started to travel uh, within Africa, uh, on this show, I did say that South Africa specifically will become Africa. Um, and in eight to, sorry, 10 to 15 years. Now, South Africa surely, you know, surpassed that Target and we overachieved it. In the matter of eight years, we've become Africa. So economically. What do you mean
0: become Africa? Explain Become that. Africa in the
8: sense of our entire infrastructure, our economy, um, has gone backwards. Uh, there is no sustainability. There is no improvements. Um, you know, and if we take simple things like uh, within other continents or, uh, sorry, other countries of Africa, uh, the economies are always, uh, declining. You have the entire tender abuse and corruption and corruption amongst politicians and so on. Uh, that 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 is the the key factor that takes the country backwards. Um, and that's what has prevailed in South Africa, and that has had the direct impact on the economy in terms of exchange rate, cost of fuel, and then the cascaded effect uh, to the consumer and the citizen out, um, you know, uh, in the country itself. Um, and that's what I mean by that. Now, if you take, say, Nigeria for example, Nigeria is now starting to be uh, the leading country in Africa. So you know the paradigm shift has gone to: for every one year that Nigeria moves ahead, South Africa moves five years back. So you know I'd like him to explain reality, not theory, in terms of what we have and how we take Africa forward. Uh, because yes, we're seen as a, as a black hole uh, amongst other continents and that's because we have the resources we have the minerals we have everything but the efficiency in terms of progressing forward that is not there
0: well a fair point and i'll put that through to dr raj in just a moment but let's just go to anonymous that's called us anonymous good afternoon hello hi go ahead anonymous
8: i am um, uh, i've got a, a bit of an issue um i just wanted to find out from you guys like you know um I've, the, the, the reason I wanted to remain anonymous is because I've got a, a, a disciplinary hearing at my company currently that, uh, that I'm employed for for the past 10 years, and I actually sent a joke on a WhatsApp message to a group of, of colleagues of mine, and um, this specific person actually took it in the wrong manner, but the, the joke had the word Africans in it, and why would you take it? uh as a racial thing for me being born in south
0: africa as well well of course we don't know the contents of that particular message but i, I hear the point that you're saying you know uh, when we say african sometimes we uh, we sometimes or it's sometimes perceived to be just black african as opposed to all those who are on the continent the various different races yes okay well thank you for uh, that uh, call salvan good afternoon
9: uh, ah, yeah, an extremely good afternoon to you, Genevieve. How are you?
0: I'm good, uh, Savin. It's good to hear your voice.
9: Ah, uh, uh, thank you too. Uh, yeah, thanks to Dr. Raj. But uh, Dr. Raj made uh, comments regarding uh, specializing of uh, you know different race categories and groups and so forth, which we appreciate. And he uh, made a good point about blowing our trumpets. I think sometimes we need to do that to let them know the achievements. For instance, Chris Barnard. But sadly enough, you know, in medical technology and when they do the ethical recruit, there's no such thing as racial categorizing. You know, each individual should excel. Like when I see on the race uh, Facebook, some individual excel and a Canadian has got two endodontists who are doing root canals without minimizing and ex- uh, anesthetizing, and we should be proud of it. We should actually support. But when it comes to excelling, for instance, take the certain black African countries. They talk a lot about other countries, but when it comes to transplants and so forth, they are right there in that particular country. So I just want to reiterate one more time before concluding that it's not wise to categorize race groups when it comes to medical technology. But anyway, thank you all for everything. We really are proud of our guys. May they thrive in great land. Thank you, Genevieve. Have a great day.
0: Thank you, Salvan, for your call. We also had a message coming through via our WhatsApp line. Andisha Maraj from Ottawa, she says, we are humans. Our roots are not African but speaks on a planet called Earth. Nothing else is of any relevance. Wanting to identify as continent base has no relevance on a global scale. Migration is rife and mergers are happening more often where individuality merges on a global plane. When people ask me, are you Indian? My response to them, hey, I am human on this planet. My environment determines my culture and therefore archaic practices are of no relevance or significance. That's a message coming through from Andisha Maraj from Ottawa. We are approaching the last 10 minutes or so of the program this afternoon. And let's just take these issues through to Dr. Raj Gavinder, who's been listening to uh, the calls that have come. And let's take firstly from Sinesha's point. And he says, let's be realistic. You've given us these examples, but Africa has lots of resources, but lots of resources that are mismanaged.
2: Yes, basically, the previous scholar before Sadesh, the anonymous scholar, mentioned theory. The examples that I use are practical examples. The heart transplant is not in a book, th- in a textbook. It happened and performed by Dr. Chris Barnett in South Africa. The minerals that we have in this continent are practical examples of reality and not theory. All these inventions that I spoke about happened. So it's not, theor- I wasn't theorizing, I was giving practical examples so that we can tell the rest of the world, we did this, we invented this, you are all using it. It came from the dark continent that you perceive as dark in Africa. So, you know, uh, So so I think, We need to be practical and we need to blow our trumpet. And if we blow our trumpet loud enough, then everybody will hear what can be offered. But I also need to be very, very uh, frank. And this is, it may be controversial. However, that for politicians and other people that are leaders in this country, for example, there are times when we are very, very nice to be Africans and South Africans, but then there are times when we are put into a compartment as Indians and so on when it comes to quotas for universities and so on. I think the reality is we need to be considered or perceived as South Africans and Africans first and foremost, and whatever perks are there for people of South African or African origin must be made available to everybody uh, that are part and parcel of this continent. So it must not, when it suits people, then they must uh, uh, categorize us as Africans and so on. And then when it comes, yes, there must be consistency in the appointment of people, in jobs, in everything, because if we are considered as Africans and South Africans, we must have all the perks as South Africans and Africans.
0: But let's just come back again to one more point before we move on to the next uh, call and begin to wrap up the program uh, and yes we're acknowledging though you know you're saying blow your trumpet these are practical examples of in, of inventions that we have made but the fact of the matter is when people look at Africa and we look at uh, perhaps even the state of our resources the state of our countries, the state of politics there's a lot that's left to, uh, you know, to be desired and how do we need how do we address this issue within the context of being African and finding those solutions
2: Yes, the, the problem of autocratic ruling the problem of corruption the problem of looting the country and so on are very very rife. but we need to become all social activists and we need to combine our energies to eradicate this so that our continent can be s- perceived as very very good but then But then on the other hand, Mm -hmm. America is today seen as a Mickey Mouse country with its leader, for example. Right. So, 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 uh, uh, you know, it's not only in South Africa that the the political leadership is seen as uh, not right. So, so we need to, uh, but I totally agree with you and to the listeners that we need to overcome and eradicate all uh, uh, practices that are not good for this continent.
0: Let's speak to Vicky quickly. Vicky, good afternoon. Remember, uh, you know, it's
10: a very nice topic, Mr. Governor, Dr. Governor gives this and that. But what I want to say is, if Africa is looked in the context of, of all population, then I ask the question, why is it that all The the ministers of finance, why do they go to the white countries like France, greater Europe, America, Canada to Canada to go and sell South Africa when in, in Africa alone there are so many tycoons set aside. Uh, uh, the, the uh, neighboring countries. Here in, here in, uh, in South Africa alone, there are so many tycoons. Why don't they provide the jobs and establish companies that will be worthwhile the deal for the local market? But well, that's yet, a, a all very these immigrants...
0: That is a fair question, but uh, perhaps m- maybe if we could just explore that a little further. Yes, getting all of those tycoons and the wealthy in, on the continent involved, but also do we need to also look at cross-country trade as well as investments coming through from international destinations?
10: Yes, but why, why, we, why would we chase the white men away from the country? Right? We kill the white farmers. But we're still going to the white land to bring, uh, a business into South Africa? Is there any logic in what Mr. Governor is trying to say that Africa is, is this and Africa? Yeah, we got the BEE that separates various population groups. It only looks at one group. I mean, if he can explain that. Well, I'll
0: ask him the, to de- definitely explain that in his thoughts on that. Thank, but thank you. you for that. Uh, of co- uh, let's just bring you in on this point because yes, while you know there is the perception that the, the white South Africans were chased, they weren't literally chased as in we've asked them to leave.
2: It will be suicidal if we eliminate our linkages with global partners. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, globalization is at our doorstep. South Africa... And Africa need to reach out to all these global partners so that we can start commencing with uh, have economic t- uh, ties, trade relationships and so on. Because at the end of the day, it is all about money and investment is important. here. Yeah, and the only people, uh, you know, there's lots of people in Africa that can invest in this country. But if we leave out global partners like Europe, America, China and everything that invest in this country, then it will be very suicidal. So we need to reach out globally. But
0: I think the point, the the, the broader point that Vicky had also made is that we need to address our race relations because he spoke about uh, whites being chased from the country, the killing of the white farmers. He spoke about BEE, and I think you know it comes back again to the issue of race relations.
2: In fact, that's what I mentioned earlier on when we are South Africans and Africans sometimes it is easily acceptable. Then when it comes to not being South African and African in terms of business and quota systems in universities and all, then suddenly we are whites and Indians. So I think improving race relations not only uh, must be done in the Indian community, it must be done across the sector of South African society and inclusive of whites.
0: Well, let's just begin our wrap up this afternoon. There's lots that we can discuss, especially concerning how we even perceive ourselves within the whole Americanizing of our culture. But uh, Byron, maybe in your final words, you know, having heard the discussion thus far and speak, you know, you you live on a more of a global plain, then I think uh, a lot of the people who would have called in on the show in that, you know, you have access to social media, you have access to uh, the global sort of world through that media. So for you and listening to the conversation, how would you or what note would you like to leave with young South Africans, especially in trying to find their identity?
3: To find an identity as a person, um, for the youth especially, uh, I personally believe that as a person, now it may sound a bit weird that the youth spends too much time on social media, uh, where people actually now take pictures of themselves and set up a fake lifestyle and make themselves or perceive themselves as to be happy. And then the person next to you will think this person really is happy, but meanwhile, you're going through a really tough time. Maybe your family's going through financial debt, maybe a loss of family member, and so this is not really reflecting who you are as a person. Um, in my opinion, finding your identity is actually going through the days and actually going out there and speaking to people and learning lessons along the way, so that when the day comes where you ask yourself, "Who are you really?", you will actually know the answer.
0: Well, thank you for that, Byron, and perhaps a final thought from you, Dr. Governor And uh, looking at the message that Andisha had sent as well from Ottawa, talking about you know. Her environment determines her culture and therefore archaic practices have no relevance or significance. Uh, We've heard a lot of comments saying let's move away from trying to identify ourselves as African or South African or Indian, but as humans. And in your final assessment, uh, how would you address that?
2: At the end of the day, we need to once again emphasize the fact that we are South Africans first and foremost, belonging to this beautiful continent Africa. And then our ancestral roots being in India. Technology is here to stay, and I think we can use social media in a very positive way to showcase all South of Africa's and Africa's positive traits and so that the rest of the world get and we can use it as a means of blowing our trumpet because social media is an active way of reaching out to the global community and that is why i say that at the end of the day when we leave here we leave this planet earth we're not leaving from europe or america or something we leave from africa and that is the important thing we are first and foremost Africans and and I think let's all work together let's unite as Africans under the African Union flag and anthem and develop this continent so that we can be a number one continent
0: in in saying all of this uh, Dr Governor does it mean that we have to ignore or even perhaps deny where we are at Uh, you know because yes embracing ourselves and yes you know looking for solutions But the fact of the matter is we have some hard realities to face.
2: Yeah. Let's not wait for next year, May, and Africa Day to once again emphasize our Africanness. Africa, our being African must be celebrated every day. So let's not wait for the month of uh, May to eradicate xenophobia and the rest of the years fight through our neighbors in this country, uh, in, in South Africa. So what I'm saying is let's make our africanness being celebrated every day and by doing that we will be taking Africa to a new level Thank
0: you. Well, thank you for your time and for joining me in a studio. That was Dr. Raj Govender as well as Byron Govender, not related uh, in studio this afternoon and that's where we leave the program thanks to my team that is executive producer Salma Patel as well as Talisha Naidu and Rachel Vadi. The team's back tomorrow morning Salma Patel will be here in studio with Talisha as well as Hussein Ibrahim to bring you news break 6-7 In the morning and again, one to half as one in the afternoon, my Jagjivan and team will be uh, in studio as well to keep you updated about what's going on in the country and around the world. Uh, Remember, you can continue this conversation via our WhatsApp line. You can also uh, drop us a Facebook message or a Twitter message. And uh, from me, Genevieve Lanka, do have a blessed afternoon further and we will speak again in the week.